Think of the last time that you sat down and you started to sketch, you started to create something that you're very proud of. But there's a caveat to it. You're creating your design colorless and all of a sudden you apply the color to your design and you notice something is missing. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look right in the brown that you're trying. It doesn't look right in the blue. You've tried every single color under the sun, but you can't quite get it right. Why and how is color having such a strong impact on the finished result? This is something that we often overlook. The idea behind color theory. What does color theory mean and what actual implications does color theory have in your design? Well, on today's episode, this is what I'm going to be outlining. We'll be looking at traditionally and historically how colors have held religious, societal, traditional meanings in society, as well as we'll look at how specific colors have been traditionally understood in terms of their symbolism, what feelings, what emotions they evoke, and then we'll look at color theory in itself. We'll observe some key terminologies and by the end of this episode, you have a much better understanding of how you can deploy color in a much more professional and effective way to get across the emotions, to get across the design initiative that you want. How society actually assigns meaning to a color ranges between societies. It can have either a religious meaning, it can have a societal meaning, it can have a historical background. A really good example of this is the ways in which Eastern and Western cultures look at red. For example, in the Chinese cultures, red is seen as a form of good luck. It's a great color and one that symbolizes prosperity. Versus in Western cultures, red has a much more aggressive undertone and sort of underlying message behind it. Let's look at mourning, for example. In the West, black is used to denote mourning. When you are in mourning for someone, you typically wear black. But in Iran, for example, they tend to wear blue. In Egypt, they wear yellow. In South Africa, they wear red. It's the same idea, but different manifestations of that idea in terms of color. And it's not only these colors in isolation that have a symbolic meaning. Sometimes we as a society have assigned a meaning to a combination of colors. Just think about the first thing that you think about when you think of red and green. Most likely you thought of Christmas. The same time, if you think red, white, and blue, you think USA. So there are different religious and different societal or patriotic understandings of colors depending on their combinations as well. So how do you use this information to your advantage when you're designing? Well, the good news is you can actually know what key colors and what their associated symbolic meanings are. Let's look at white, for example. White is typically meant to represent purity. Sometimes in some cultures, it may represent death. It represents marriage, it represents virginity, it represents hope, it represents peace, it represents surrender. It has a variety of different connotations depending on the context. Black, on the other hand, can signify intelligence, it can signify rebellion, mystery, sometimes it can symbolize evil, it can symbolize chaos, it can be quite slimming as well when cut on the body. So black as well has different connotations depending on the context in which it's used. Black, for example, can represent intelligence, rebellion, it can represent mystery, it can represent evil, it can represent chaos, and if used in the specific and the right ways, it can represent intelligence, and it can have quite a slimming effect on the body when cut correctly. Gray is all about elegance, conservatism, it has a respect associated to it, it's wise, it has a sense of tradition to it, it's related as well closely to the military. Also, it subdues or induces the idea of education and strength. Red signifies passion, love, strength, sex, danger, excitement. In specific cultures, in China, it represents prosperity. In India, it represents marriage. Orange is about happiness, energy, heat, enthusiasm. It can even signify a warning in some, in some scenarios. Yellow can signify joy, cowardice, illness, friendship, 
femininity has a summer connotation as well. Obviously, blue is water, blue is trust, blue is oceans. Blue can also be unity, it can be confidence. Violet represents nobility, spirituality, envy, instability. Brown as well has a variety of different connotations. It can represent nature, it can represent the soil, it can represent the earth, it can represent poverty, it can represent comfort or calmness. So understanding color theory will give you the basis to strengthen the way that you communicate your designs. And of course, when looking at how you use color, it's important to understand the basics of color theory. Sure, we're not mixing and matching shades and tones of colors in order to create other colors. When selecting palettes, we have them ready to go, whether it's from a digital swatch book or it's from a physical one. But understanding the mechanics of color theory and understanding how colors are mixed and matched together can give us a better understanding of how to use those colors based on the meanings, based on the theories that I've mentioned in the previous section. So let's look at what is known as the color wheel. And let's look at specific terminologies that you need to know at the basis of color theory. If we look at a color wheel, the first effective terminology that we need to know are the primary colors. These are colors that you most likely will have seen before, and these would be red, yellow, and blue. Why do we call them primary colors? Well, this is an indication of how fundamental they are to creating any other shade or any other hue of color that you can see with your own two eyes. At the same time, the vice versa is true. You cannot create red, yellow, or blue from any other color or any other combination of hues or colors. Next, we have the secondary colors, and these are going to be your green, orange, and your violet. These secondary colors are created by mixing our two of our primary colors together. A good example of this would be, for example, green. Green is performed as a mixture of the two primary colors, blue and yellow. Next, we have our tertiary colors. These are colors that are formed by mixing a primary color with a secondary color that forms something like a yellow green. To understand complementary colors, we must look at the color wheel. Color wheel denotes the positions of colors in relation to their hues from each other. So complementary colors are colors that are on the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of how we see them on the color wheel. Good example of this would be red and green. Red and green together create a stark contrast and that clash brings vibrancy and gives a lot of boldness to a design. Analogous colors, on the other hand, are colors that are directly next to each other on a traditional or a typical 12 color color wheel. Good example of this would be red, and right next to it, red, orange. Putting these colors together, these would be considered analogous colors. Adding analogous colors together is what we also call tone on tone, which creates a little bit of a contrast, but nothing too crazy. It's a very stealthy way, a very refined way of bringing in different shades of colors and calling out different parts of the garment to create more attentive or more intentional design detailing. Next, we have tints and shades. What's the difference? Tints are essentially colors that are mixed with whites. So we end up getting tints of that color. If we have a tint of red, this would be a lighter shade of red because you have red mixed with white and then we have shades which are these colors that are mixed with blacks and then these are called shades of reds which are typically going to be darker versions of red next we have the hue which is the gradation or the particular variety of that specific color if you're to look at a color wheel it's essentially the jump from one color to another color it's not a tint nor is it a shade it's essentially a different color altogether also we have what are known as chroma and saturation chroma is the purity of a color in relationship to gray so the more chroma it has the more pure in relationship to that gray it will be likewise you have your saturation which has to do with the density and the saturation of the color the boldness the amount of punch that it packs a more saturated 
blue will have much more of a presence, much more of an aggressive stand than something that is much more desaturated as a blue.